Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Business Person of the Month with Evershed Sutherland, Ireland's most established and largest global law firm. Yeah, every month we showcase some of the country's finest business leaders and innovators working at the biggest and smallest companies in Ireland. The award of Business Person of the Month will reflect excellence within the recipient's profession. And remember, it's open to all companies, large or small. So if you know a candidate who you feel has excelled in their field, you can nominate them for Business Person of the Month. You can even nominate yourself. Simply go to newstalk.com forward slash nominate and we'll interview the monthly winner near the end of this month. Now, there's been a lot of talk about how disruptive or even dangerous AI or artificial intelligence might be. One thing is for sure, it will change how many of us work, even if we don't yet know it. Eurofound is the EU-based agency here, uh, EU agency based in Ireland, which carries out in-depth research into the workplace and has looked at what kind of jobs we might be doing a lot more of or a lot less of in the near future. And Ivalo Kalfin is the executive director of Eurofound and former foreign minister for Bulgaria and former deputy prime minister of Bulgaria. You're very welcome, Ivalo. Thank you very much, George. Thank you for the invitation. Now, we'll come to AI in a moment. First of all, tell us more about what Eurofound does. You've been here quietly since 1975 or so. Uh, That's true. This is uh, one of the first EU agencies uh, Due to a very able uh, Irish membership in the European Union, still at the very first years, uh, this agency is, has has been based here in Dublin. Uh, now there is a fight among countries for new agencies. Now the European Union has 40-something, 40 44 or 45 agencies. Uh, the first one was here, settled uh, in Dublin, pa- in Lockingstown. And pa- Patrick Hillary played a big role, and who went on to become the president of Ireland. Of yes, at that time he was uh, the first Irish commissioner of the European Union, and uh, under his uh, supervision were all the policy for social uh, uh, social care, uh, labor relations, etc., etc. So uh, it was deemed at that time that uh, uh, making research in uh, the world of uh, work, the working conditions, the living conditions, the balance between working life and, and private life is very important. I would say that nearly 50 years after, it's still very important. Absolutely, even more so. So tell us a little bit, your research looks at, at the kind of jobs that we might be doing in the near future. What kind of jobs will, will we be doing more of and less of, would you say? The big disrupt- disruptor now. This is uh, this is the technologies. This is the uh, the digitalization, and uh, we have passed already the first stages where uh, boring uh, work, uh, standardized work, uh, has been replaced by automation by robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we speak about artificial intelligence. Now we speak about algorithms that are taking decisions, mm-hmm. and they are uh, expected to take decisions. So what uh, we see is a, a very high speed of this development. So, uh, I mean, there were several waves of the Industrial Revolution. Usually people adapted to that. Now the adaptation has to be really very quick. And uh, uh, the target mostly with the artificial intelligence, this is going to be the so-called uh, white-collar jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the jobs that are unfortunately not attractive, uh, not the high-quality jobs, uh, in the care sector, uh, in the uh, waste disposal, uh, waste disposal, transport sector, construction, etc., etc., uh, they're going to require humans there. So the, those jobs are safe. Those jobs are safe, but they're not attractive. I mean, now you have huge shortages, and this is not only in Ireland; this is across Europe, mm. because people simply do not want uh, to go and uh, work these uh, these jobs. I mean, because of, of different reasons, they are not attractive. This is not only the salary, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, now the artificial intelligence is entering uh, the administrations. Uh, I mean, easily, theoretically, almost any job can be replaced by a computer. But uh, what is very uh, much seen, I mean, what could happen in the near future is that professions like uh, accounting, uh, for example, or human resource management, human resource management, or even commercial activities, marketing, etc., etc., they can be very well done by artificial intelligence. How would artificial intelligence manage a human resource or staff? Oh, we have already uh, examples of that. I mean, this uh, new development of the geek economy and the platform economy, what uh, what uh, what we call it. Uh, so you have uh, a computer uh, hiring, managing, and firing people. Mm. To give you an example, for example, with uh, some of these delivery services that mm-hmm. we see uh, everywhere across the street. So uh, anybody who, who can uh, ride a bicycle or has a car can apply. The computer says, uh, okay, you're very welcome. Uh, then your plan is given by an algorithm. Uh, it tells you you have to go to point A, then you have five minutes to go to point B, then you have 15 minutes to go to point C, because this is the most efficient thing. Mm-hmm. And if you fail to do that because of whatever reason, then the computer tells you, we are very sorry, but... Uh, Auf Wiedersehen. Uh, uh, yes, Auf Wiedersehen. I mean, that's uh, that's not you that is going to work there. And, and what should humans do to prepare for this AI-fueled world? First, we shouldn't be afraid because also the artificial intelligence gives uh, plenty of potential. So it has to be it has to be taken. Uh, at the same time, there will be a need for regulation. Even the the big guys, I mean the 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 the, the guys like Elon Musk or uh, Zuckerberg, they started talking about uh, regulating uh, the artificial intelligence. Because if we expect uh, from uh, the machines to take decisions, uh, it's uh, very important to limit this uh, this field of taking decisions. Uh, and uh, by the way, now there, uh, uh, there, there are procedures in the European Parliament, but also at national level to start regulating uh, the artificial intelligence. For example, in human resources, there should be a human. I mean, if you want to complain that uh, your... Uh, Algorithm that you've your, been downsized. Your, your, your boss is, the, the, is not performing well. Then you need to go to a human and say, "Hey, I mean, that's not the way it has to work." So you need to have a human interaction somewhere. I mean, uh, there should be a break of the of the chain of decisions. Of but there's the, only so much regulation that you can do if if you teach a computer or code a computer to make decisions, then you are removing humans from the process automatically, aren't you? Exactly, and you make them uh, sometimes much more efficient, uh, much faster, uh, so... Much less emotional? In uh, Less emotional, and sometimes... Uh, uh, I'm not sure if less emotional is uh, very good, because one of the good things sometimes is to be emotional. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, the thing is that uh, if you expect algorithms to take decisions, uh, then the question is how far can they go? Uh, because uh, there are some, there might be some very dangerous uh, decisions that uh, might look very efficiently. Not to look at the fiction movies uh, that we have seen uh, yeah. in the last years, but uh, with very good intentions, uh, robots might be very, very destructive. So read, there should be a limitation. I read some place that um, a robot was asked to reduce carbon emissions immediately. And of course, by doing so, he shut down production of everything and the economy ground to a halt. But yeah. carbon emissions uh, came to a result. Um, while I have you, your former deputy prime minister of Bulgaria, for foreign minister, can you put into context as someone from Eastern Europe how significant Russia's invasion was of Ukraine? 
it's uh, it's a disrupt- disruptive event i mean that's uh, that's something which uh, absolutely changes the whole balance of uh, of powers after the second world war this is the first uh, uh, ever uh, since the the last war war for territories in europe mm. uh, you have a big neighbor will it change the geopolitical mix for europe for decades it will because uh, you have a large neighbor who apparently doesn't uh, doesn't stop and he's testing Uh, if Putin is successful, then uh, who knows what's going to be the next step? So I wouldn't say uh, I would say that uh, the whole construction of the international order, including the legal order, is broken. Uh, by the way, there were weak signals uh, before before the aggression on Ukraine, mm. uh, and uh, let's see where this is going to go. But this is going to increase uncertainty. This is going to increase investments in uh, in military at the expense of other investments. This is going to uh, change the security uh, scene. Thank you very much, Ivailo. That's Ivailo Kalfin, the executive director of Eurofound and former uh, foreign minister uh, for Bulgaria. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.